0: Hello, this is Daily Tech, and today I'm showing some more tech news with you, it's going to be really interesting, so do stick around until the end. So uh, here are all the latest tech news. Uh, so, all the articles that I do talk about will be linked in the description, go and check them out for yourself if you want to read into them more. So I do skip over some parts, but not all of it, I, get, I give you the relevant information to make sure this isn't a good time space that you'll be able to listen to the whole thing for. Anyway, let's get right into it. So firstly, I think uh, this is going to be the main one just because of how um, how how relevant, not relevant, like how bad this is really for types of communities because uh, deleting or deactivating your Facebook account does the same to your Oculus account, which is really not good. So of course, Facebook does not want you to stop using Facebook, it seems, because if you deactivate your account uh, for a little break, you'll also lose access to your Oculus profile. Perhaps worse, if you delete your Facebook account, you'll also uh, delete any app purchases and achievements. I think the achievement part I think, doesn't matter so much, I know lots of people don't even care about the achievements, I mean some people do though, uh, but if you do care about uh, the games you've bought, I mean some people have spent um, like £300 uh, pounds on games, I mean it's quite easy to do so if you have the amount of games on there, so that's really um, not good. Also. Uh, you will no longer be able to return any apps, says Facebook, and will lose any existing store credits as well. So I assume, I think that means if you have any, like, if you put a gif voucher on there or something like that, I don't know. So if you purchase an Oculus Quest 2, you'll need a Facebook account, and that account has have to be active at all times, presumably, uh, in good standing if you want to use your Quest 2. So what I do recommend doing is if you're going to have to create an account, I would recommend maybe putting a few posts on there just so it looks real, I'd be like, like, once in a while it's a bit annoying but you probably should I mean I bought the original quest that I used just because that worked better for me and you didn't require a Facebook account but you will lose access to your Oculus account when in like I think it's 2023 so I have linked to all the Facebook account and I think it should all be fine but still so yeah so I think it's awful they should never be linked I think, okay, maybe having a Facebook account for your thing as well as an Oculus account. I'm not exactly happy about that, but I mean, I can... I don't care so much. But being able to not be able to... If you have two separate accounts, not being able to delete the Facebook account. I bet you if you delete the Oculus account, it'll be fine for the Facebook account. I'll tell you that much. But, like, I mean, if you... If you want to get rid of your Facebook account for a while, or maybe... Or what if something happens where it gets, um... When it gets hacked something like that, you actually delete the password or someone gets hold of it, and who shouldn't have them will delete it. You lose your Oculus account as well, which again could have loads of uh, money spent in games on there that you can't get back. It's not like with discs where you can just put the disc back in and download them again. It's a whole different thing. So this was first reported and confirmed by Upload VR. Uh, this is just the latest controversy surrounding Facebook's decision to tie future Oculus VR headset uh use it to an otherwise unrelated Facebook account. Uh users of past headsets who have not tied their Oculus account to Facebook can continue using the headsets yet until 2023 so I was right about that. It's because um things that I owned an Oculus I don't know why I think it's because I had a Oculus account. I mean you can't use any social features until you put a Facebook account with it anyway, so it's not great. Uh this change was announced earlier this year and it's only gotten more controversial and unpopular and its I think it's more annoying for the fact that they did actually um, say that you wouldn't need a Facebook account for it back in, like, 2014. I, even though it was a while ago, I think they should still be uh, keeping up to that, which is just an, its disgusting. Like, you shouldn't have to need a Facebook account to be able to play on uh, a completely unrelated thing. Yes, you should have an option for it. I think that's totally fine. Having the option to be able to link it, I think, is great. But I mean, for the people who want to, but I mean, if you don't want to, you've got no choice. And the fact you actually to use your real name, some people want to be able to keep their virtual identity uh, separate from their real identity. Maybe not even for, uh, like, just for privacy reasons in general. Maybe they're not doing anything bad in it, they just want to be private like that. But yeah, it's not great. Uh, next up, article- oh yeah, that previous article was by PC Gamer. Uh, this article is by MacRumors. Uh, so, how to use Apple's new intercom feature. So, if you uh, watched the event, you would have seen uh, that uh, they did introduce a new intercom feature that is designed to let the Apple device owners communicate with each other throughout the home, sending messages to specific rooms, areas, or people. was really good. So, intercom works with the HomePod, HomePod Mini, as you would obviously expect. Uh, iPhone, iPad, and Apple Watch, AirPods, and even CarPlay, so you can dictate a voice message on any of those devices. Ooh, I kind of just went anyway, yeah, and have it delivered to a single person in the family or all family members. Which I think it's really good. I assume multiple people is what you could say. Uh, so, how to set it up? So, after updating the HomePod software from fourteen point one and iOS fourteen point two, which is still in the public beta testing at this time, uh, so. I wouldn't recommend installing these things until they're officially released unless you really want to uh, because it would make sense so you do require iOS 14.2 and obviously later when that comes out because for it to work which is a bit of a shame it's a shame they can't update the older ones because I know they still do updates kind of like the bug fixes but it's what it is it's Apple they want you to upgrade Uh, so it works if you have all those compatible devices uh, and there is no dedicated interface on the iPhone for using Intercom outside of the Home app, though. Uh, so, of course, install HomePod 14.1 software, open up the Home app, uh, tap in a little house icon in the top the left corner, tap on Home settings, scroll down to Intercom and tap it, and you can uh, set where you want it to go to. And, of course, you can adjust notifications and all that stuff. So, those who have a, uh, remote access to your home app can send or receive intercom messages even when away from home, which is also really nice. Uh, though anyone who wants to be able to use intercom will still need uh, to be added as a person with access to the home. And this can be done by entering the home setting and typing uh, on invite people. Very self-explanatory. That's one of the things Apple does do well though. And of course, here's how you can use it. So, intercom messages uh, can be sent uh, to home pods throughout the home using um, I think you got to say that, I'm not going to say it, using their voice assistant word, I can't remember if it's um, hey, whatever, if it's just the other voice activating word, but uh, on iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, another Home HomePod, uh, and more, so to send an intercom message just activate, and um, I don't think it does activate it, I'm not sure though, no it doesn't, Siri, uh, on your iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, CarPlay, or AirPods, and then say intercom and your message. So if you want to tell everyone that dinner's ready, you can do it that way. I think it's probably going to be the main use feature, to be honest. Uh, in the Home app on the iPhone and iPad, there's also an option to tap on the smaller waveform in the upper right corner to record a message and then that's sent to intercom devices in the home. And of course, if you use a HomePod. Uh, then it's also so explanatory simple as activating Siri, saying intercom, and then the message. After the message being able to send to every person in the family, regardless of who's at home. It will play on HomePod speakers in the house, as well as individual iPhones, iPads, and Apple Watches. Uh, so, quite a nice feature, nothing special. Just one of those cool things. Yeah, it's probably going to be used if people do have the Seeker system in their house. And I feel like that would be one of the most used features, to be fair, like just general day-to-day stuff. Uh, next up, article by What Hi Fi. Uh, so, Disney backs OLED TV with a three year LG deal. Uh, so, LG and, and Entertainment Goliath uh, Disney, uh, obviously Disney, wildly popular, are teaming up for a three year OLED TV deal. It will see LG provide Disney's uh, technological storytelling arm, Studio Lab, with the latest advancements in OLED technology in order to create experiences. Experiences around the release of new Disney films, obviously it'll be better that way uh, visually uh, so Disney owns the Marvel Star Wars Pixar and National Geographic brands, so there's plenty of potential for the tie-in OLED experiences. Uh, while exact point uh, projects haven't been disclosed, we can imagine it resulting in promotion of films shown on big screens typically seen in strong centers and theme parks. As uh, so a Studio Lab is only a couple of years old, it was set up by Disney as a tech hub focused on advancing the art of storytelling with cutting-edge tools and methods. So, yeah, so using LG's OLED panels and all that, we'll be able to make, I assume, it more visually better looking. I guess is what they're going to be doing with it. We'll probably find out more later on. Uh, next up, article by TechRadar. Uh, we seem to be getting a Samsung Galaxy S twenty one leak every single day. And they all seem to be different, like telling us what it's going to be. Uh, so new Samsung Galaxy S21 leak shows off colours and casings. Uh, so if the rumors are to be believed, then the Samsung Galaxy S21 could be with us as soon as January, as we've already talked about before. So it's no surprise that the leaks continue to pour in for this next flagship smartphone. So courtesy of my smart price, uh, you got some rough CAD... Uh, renderings that show off the dimensions and shape of the upcoming uh, Galaxy S21 Plus model. Uh, You can't see much in the drawings but you can see a punch, hole selfie camera, and a rear camera array. Uh, So that array matches the design that we've already seen for the standard S21 and S21 Ultra models. So of course the more leaks you get from different sources uh, showing the same thing, the more accurate they tend to be. So this looks pretty accurate. Uh, As the same camera layout was spotted on a metal template, uh, posted to Twitter yesterday, uh, giving us a, yet another reason to believe these leaks are genuine, and it's not a huge jump from the way they were, the cameras were laid out on the um, S twenty, so 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 Note twenty even. So meanwhile, uh, industry analyst uh, Ross Young has taken Twitter to reveal uh, what he says are the color options for the new phones, which we're expecting to be grey, uh, pink, violet, and white. They'll obviously make some fancy names like, I don't know. Can't think of any. um Like Apple do with their space grey kind of thing. They could just say grey, but they make it space grey for some reason. Makes it sound cooler or something like that. Does though, so, works. Um, for the standard S21, black and silver for the S21 Plus, and black, silver, and violet for the S21 Ultra. I wish they'd just do more colours for everyone. I don't know why they don't, to be fair. And aside from aesthetic changes, the S21 should come with the usual speed and performance boost we see every single year. Uh, We might also be in line for a significant battery upgrade as well, but we've already heard about all of this stuff. Uh, So yeah, more leaks for the Galaxy S21. We'll probably see more leaks tomorrow, so I'll see you there for those. Uh, Next up, another article by TechRadar, uh, TechRadar Pro though. Uh, TechRadar Pro is very professional, it seems. Uh, Huawei wants to kill off uh, Microsoft Office and Google Docs for good. Uh, So, Huawei has announced that it's entering the world of Office productivity software. Uh, I think we all know why though, Uh, especially because of maybe the possible Google ban. I don't know. Uh, The announcement of Huawei Docs, uh, which contains the likes of document, spreadsheet and presentation, uh, aims to serve as alternatives to Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint uh, and all of that stuff and also uh, Google Docs, Google Slides and Google um, was it Google Spreadsheets or something? Yeah, I think it might just be that. Uh, so, Huawei Docs is available to users of the Huawei Mate 40 devices based in more than 100 countries, and it supports document editing across 50 plus formats as well, which is nice. Uh, real-time uh, syncing through Huawei Drive also means that users can make changes. That's the same documents across multiple devices using the Huawei ID. This sounds very identical to a possible Google um, version of this. Uh, the launch marks Hawaii's first foray into the world of office software suites and could propel the Chinese smartphone maker to even higher sales figures. Especially with what's going on right now, they need it. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, the Huawei Docs announcement came at the Hawaii Make 40 series smartphone launch event and was accompanied by a number of interesting additions uh, to the Huawei mobile services ecosystem. Hawaii uh, also announced an update to its own official search engine app, uh, Petal Search, which is available in over 170 countries. Results are now available in a visually richer format, presented as an information cards rather than web links. Uh, visual and voice functionality, both supported by Hawaii's AI capabilities, make for a more uh, a holistic search experience. So, yeah, uh, not too long of one there. Uh, it's interesting how they're entering this, we know why. Uh, and I think it could be a good alternative for people who don't want to use Google. Assuming that people, anyone can have access to it eventually, but I'm not sure if that's how they'll do that. Uh, article by Metro. Uh, Xbox Game Pass Platinum could include free hardware. Uh, teasers uh, by Phil Spencer. Uh, so, Microsoft is obviously going all in with the Xbox Game Pass and making it a key part of the Xbox Series X and S advertising which is no surprise given the popularity of it, and I think it is quite good. So according to the Verge, Microsoft may very well have future plans for the game pass, uh, namely an additional tier. Uh, so Xbox head uh, Phil Spencer recently took part in an interview uh, with uh, Stracherary, uh, which he dubbed the, this potential new Xbox game uh, pass Platinum. Uh, so while such free out tier uh, would likely be more expensive, seeing as it's a higher-up tier, uh, Spencer suggests that the Platinum users would benefit from guaranteed access to new Xbox hardware, for example, a TV streaming stick for, uh, stick for Microsoft Cloud Gaming Service. So formerly known as Project X Cloud, but now called Cloud Gaming with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, uh, but of course most people are still calling it XCloud to be honest, which makes sense. Uh, It allows users to play Xbox titles on their mobile and tablet devices, and a streaming stick you could plug into the TV would let uh, Xcloud and play games. will let users access Xcloud and play the games via the TV itself, presumably uh, working similarly to the Chromecast dongles used by Stadia, which would obviously make sense. And it's quite interesting and it is possible, but it may not happen. I don't know how it would work with the whole ultimate thing. I assume you'd probably have to put. I don't know. I don't know how they'll do it, but they'll, they'll do a win, they're probably quite good. Uh, next article by uh, Comic Book. A uh, new Sony patent has PlayStation fans going crazy with PlayStation 5 speculation. Uh, so, a new uh, Sony patent has PlayStation fans going crazy with PlayStation 5 speculation. So, recently, Sony Interactive Entertainment trademark at Soho Engine in Europe. Well, what does this mean? Well, it means that a million. Uh, dollar question and the question that is playstation fans speculating like mad uh, some have suggested it could be related to backwards compatibility others are suggesting this could be related uh, to shuttered team soho so this trademark which was filed with the european union intellectual property office uh, unfortunately doesn't divulge any uh salient details however the particular name of the trademark does have some possibly interesting implications uh, so the main one would obviously be Team Soho, a Sony developer in London that has uh, since been dissolved, but notably created the Getaway series. What's interesting about this observation is that we heard back in August that Sony may be rev- reviving the forgotten PS2 uh, franchise. Uh, I was just pointing out this could be a VR engine as well, which would obviously make sense, uh, seeing as obviously VR is something Sony are doing. Uh, You had the PlayStation VR for the PlayStation 4, and we are obviously expecting a PlayStation VR for the PS5 as well, it's going to be better. So they could have something to do with that, like a thing for that. But this is all just speculation for now, but it's still quite interesting. And for the final article for today, uh, this is by Bleeding Cool. Uh, So Razer reveals a new set of Chroma accessories for PC, Uh, which from this image here look really cool. So this week, Razer revealed a number of uh, new Chroma accessories for PC users to join their 2020 line of products. Uh, For people unfamiliar with the line, uh, the Chroma products are RGB-equipped accessories to upgrade a desktop setup and making it glow, however you wish, because you're obviously a a billion times better gamer if you have RGB. Uh, So these Chroma accessories are compatible with the uh, Synapse 3 and can be customised to match an endless number of colour combinations, so it all looks very uh, nice. Not to mention pairing them color wise with your other accessories and decoration at home. So yeah. So you'll have the Razer um, Chroma addressable RGB controller. So of course it aims to solve the problem of syncing multiple uh, of these things together, and it kind of does everything. Then you'll have the Base Station V Two Chroma. So this new uh, headset has been standard has been designed and redesigned uh, to be less intrusive, sturdier, and more versatile. Uh, the stand supports uh, supports a simmed uh, down uh, single prong design uh, constructed of aluminium so nice and premium uh, with non uh, slit bass line, a phrase of chroma RGB. It also wastes no space packing the bottom for an arrangement of ports including two USB 3.1 ports, 3.5mm com- uh, combo port uh, for built in uh, DAC enabling 7.1 surround sound. <laughs> so quite cool, how much does that, it's got the prices up here, I wish they would put them with the thing. Uh, base station. Oh wow, sixty nine ninety nine. That's a bit expensive for a stand, but right. The Razer, the charging pad Chroma would be sixty. Where's that? And uh, so fast, colorful, and grippy. The new Razer charging pad Chroma supports ten watts of power for quick charging at uh, your phones earbuds with more, uh, more and more with Razer Chroma RGB lighting. Which obviously where the price comes from. So for the Razer Mouse Bungee V3 Chroma. Uh that costs uh twenty uh, US dollars. That's not even too bad for the other price of these. Uh so the new mouse bungee takes mouse and cable management to the next level, Crafted it an aluminium body, an anti-slip base, the Razer chroma RGB mouse swipes, now some of they are colourful. Not helpful though if you have a wireless mouse. And finally, um the mouse dot chroma for forty nine ninety nine US dollars. So it's designed specifically for the latest wireless mice. Uh, from Razer, so the Razer mouse dock Chroma features a magnetically uh, magnetic hoist- holster design to quickly attach and detach miter on the dock and an anti slip base to ensure the stability of it. And of course the uh, Chroma RGB with the charge status lighting effects so gamers can easily keep track of their battery. Now the dock is uniquely compatible with uh, the DeathAdder V2 Pro, uh, the Naga Pro, uh, Basilisk Ultimate and all viper Ultimate. So that's also quite cool. Uh, yeah, so just cool new accessories that we can see. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, because if you did, oh no, if you did, even, uh, then do click the subscribe and bell notification button, that way you can see all the latest techniques by me, which is daily. Also, if you're on anything like Anchor, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, anything like that, click the follow uh, follower heart button, there should be something like that that you can click. And that way you'll also be able to see all the latest techniques by me. Anyways, have a good day. Oh, right, well. All keys aren't exactly reliable.